الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا ان هدانا الله اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك سبحانك اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد All praises to Allah All praises to Allah All praises to Allah who guided us to this Who guided us to Islam And who guided us to Iman and who guided us to his Mubarak house on this Mubarak hour of this Mubarak day, and we were not to be guided, was it not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had guided us? O oh Allah, to you is praise as is commensurate with the majesty of your countenance and the greatness of your authority. 
Oh Allah, we do not limit you with any praise we can come up with ourselves. Rather, we admit that you are the only one who knows the true extent of your praiseworthiness. And may the peace and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon his servant and messenger, our master Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May the peace and blessings of Allah ta'ala be upon him and upon his noble companions and upon his pure wives and upon his mubarak and blessed family and progeny and upon all of those who follow all of their way until the day of judgment. By Allah Ta'ala's fadl, we have reached the halfway point of the Mubarak month of Ramadan. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has put so many lessons and so much blessing in this month, it's indescribable. That living in a time and in an age of materialism, where people say ridiculous and preposterous things like money makes the world go round. Last time I checked in physics, it's kinetic energy, and that's only according to the physicists. They say silly things like money makes the world go round, and this is the aqidah, this is the belief that's sincerely held inside of the hearts of many people, even some people who pray five times a day. That material things are what make everything in this world that is of any significance happen. Whether it be physical things, whether it be chemical things, whether it be financial, political, follow the money and it will tell you the entire story. That's the attitude that people have. This is a sincerely held belief that people have. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught a lesson to this ummah. Okay, okay. What's the, what's the greatest victory that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to mankind? What is the greatest blessing, the greatest ni'mah Allah ta'ala gave to mankind? That He gave not just to mankind, to His creation. Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the iman in which and the belief in which is a prerequisite for everybody who is going to Jannah to go to Jannah one day. Anyone who is going to reach salvation, Jannah is haram for them until they accept that Sayyidina Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah. Not just for this ummah, for every single ummah. Just like every single Nabi warned his people about the Dajjal, every single Nabi gave the glad tidings and gave the promise that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help will come in the form of this Nabi of the Akhir zaman Every single Nabi and he commanded his people to believe in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa as a matter of what? As a matter of creed, as a matter of aqidah, if you don't believe it, Allah ta'ala will deny you salvation on the day of judgment. That Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his nubuwa was through what? Through the Qur'an and Allah ta'ala himself says, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ Indeed, we sent this Qur'an down in Laylatul Qadr. What are the greatest victories? What is the greatest battle that the Muslims have won? غَزْوَةُ بَدْرٍ الْكُبْرَى the, the, the greatest battle the Muslims won was what? It was also in this Ramadan. The battle of Badr was what? It was fought in Ramadan. What is the fath? What is the, the, the thing that's referred to as literally by the name of victory in the book of Allah Ta'ala? The fath of Mecca, the conquest of Mecca Mukarramah. That Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with his Mubarak and noble companions should enter into the sacred and blessed city after decades of oppression, killing, torture, theft, anguish. And they should reconquer them and overwhelm them without a single without a single uh, drop of blood being shed. This is what? This is not something that's just a regular victory. This is nothing short of miraculous. 
Look in the annals of the victories of the Romans, in the victories of the Persians, in the victories of the Chinese, of the Mongols. See, is there any place where people, the victors, come victorious, they enter into a city after years of stiff resistance, not just military resistance or economic resistance, spiritual resistance. And what? They conquer, they overwhelm them so, so, so much with, with such a, a, a force that there's not even a need for shedding a, a, a drop of blood. In fact, the, uh, Abu Sufyan, who's the chieftain of Makkah Mukarramah, he himself comes and presents his Islam to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam before his armies enter in. He said that was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that was his, his companions. How about, how about us, people like us, other people? There's a hadith narrated in the Muwatta of Imam Malik that Umm Haram, the sister of Umm Sulaim, the mother of Anas bin Malik. So she's the khala, the paternal aunt, uh, maternal aunt of Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhum. That Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa came to her house and he slept in her house and when he woke up he smiled. Umm Haram radiallahu ta'ala anha, she asked, what, what makes you smile, what makes you laugh, O Rasulullah? He said, I saw... He said, I saw a thousand people from my ummah that went out in the path of Allah Ta'ala and set ships that they were riding the waves like a, a king sits on his throne. She said, Ya Rasulullah, make dua that I'm one of them. And he made dua for her. And then he went back to sleep. And then he woke up again. And he smiled again. And she asked the same question, what makes you smile? What makes you laugh, O Messenger of Allah? He is Wama Muhammadun Aba Ab Ahadumi Rijalikum. Walaki Rasulullahi wa Khatam Nabiyin. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He's not the father of any of your men. He's not like you and me. He's not he's not one of you. Rather, he is the messenger of Allah. And he is the seal of the Prophet. They believed him when he said these things. He she asked him, What makes you laugh? What makes you smile? He said, I saw, I saw ten thousand people from my ummah. They, they left their, they left their homes and they went out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in ships. And they, those ships rode the, the, the ocean like a king sits on his throne. That's how majestic they are. She said, Ya Rasulullah, make dua that I'm one of them. He says, no, you're already from the first group. During the reign of Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu anhu commissioned uh, that the, the Roman shipwrights that they captured in the conquest of Syria should make ships for them. And the first, the first naval battle that the Muslims uh, participated in were on those ships. And they conquered the island of Cyprus. Umm Haram was on those ships with them. And in fact, when her horse was dismounting the ship, it slipped on the plank and fell, and she died shaheed in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Her mazar is still there in, in, in Cyprus. You can go visit it and read Fatiha. May Allah ta'ala be pleased with all of the companions of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa As for the second, as for the second incident of the 10,000, this is almost by the unanimity of the muhaddithun, referring to what? Those people who sailed from North Africa across the uh, Strait of Gibraltar into Spain, made landfall in Gibraltar and Jabal Tariq, and they went forth and they met their enemies. They went forth in the last 10 days of Ramadan, they met their enemies of all days. You can't make this stuff up. Of all days, they met their enemies in battle on the 27th of Ramadan. So frightened, the, the, the Spaniards were so frightened, they saw the Muslims using their miswaks, and they asked for parley with the, with the Muslim general before the battle, and after they spoke, 
uh, uh, about whatever they spoke about. The, the Spanish general, the Visigothic general, asked, what, uh, uh, what is this thing we see like from a distance that people are doing something with their teeth? The Muslim general said to them, what? He said, what? Al-habu the war is deception. He said to them that they're sharpening their teeth because we're going to eat you after we, we, after we win. <laughs> Which obviously doesn't happen, but battle is, there's, sometimes to scare people in battle is a bigger mercy because it means that the fight doesn't happen. This is what? All during the month of Ramadan. Now, there's two models that you can run your Ramadan based on. One is what ends up happening in many countries of the Muslim world and many of our own households as well. Which is what? I'm fasting, I'm tired, I'm going to sleep the entire day, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to uh, spend the entire day cooking so that I eat so much that it's not only disturbance for me in the taraweeh, it's a disturbance for the person next to me if I go to taraweeh at all. This is a model of, of doing Ramadan, there are many people who do this as well. But everybody has felt the barakats because you cannot be lazy every single day. Alhamdulillah, by Allah's fadl, He put us in a place where other people around us aren't fasting. We still have to go to school, we still have to go to work. The help of Allah Ta'ala comes. One of my students and good friends, a brother named Zain, he told me, I used to be afraid of Islam because of the fasting. He said that if I miss lunch, my entire day is so bad, it's so horrible. I cannot do anything. He said, I took shahada, they told me Ramadan starts three days. He said, how am I going to do this? Do I have to fast this month? Yes, you have to fast this month. <coughs> Inshallah, please everybody move forward. There are a lot of people, we need to make room for people. So not just move forward, but move to your right as well, because the entrance is on the left. So move forward and to your right so that we make room for people. Barakallahu feekum. So he took his shahada, he said, I was mortified about fasting. He said, what? I fasted that entire Ramadan, but Allah Ta'ala's fadl, the entire month went just fine. He said, to this day, if I forget my lunch on a day that I don't have the niyyah of fasting, I still feel horrible the whole day. But if I'm fasting, I'm just fine. This is a lesson from Allah Ta'ala that what? All of these things are lessons from Allah Ta'ala of what? If material things are what made things happen, if money and food and, and, and health and all of these things, this is what makes stuff happen in this world, then what? then Ramadan makes absolutely no sense whatsoever because this is the month in which Rasulullah received the Qur'an. This is the month in which they won the Battle of Badr. This is the month in which they won the, uh, 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 the, the, the Fath of Makkah Mukarramah. This is the month in which the Muslims had Fath in Spain. This is the month if we were to go through the tarikh, the history of Ramadan, all of the openings and all the victories Allah Ta'ala gave for the believers, it would be an inexhaustible list. The Masjid Board will never invite me back to give a khutbah because they'll say people have to go to work, you have no respect for the, the time of people, etc. ad nauseum. Read about it, it's true. You know it in your own life. Because what is the month in which you pray more than any other month? The month in which you have nothing to eat and drink and nothing, no time to sleep. What is the month that you read the most Qur'an? The month in which you have nothing to eat and drink and the month that you have no time to sleep. What is the month in which you spend the most money for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And what is the month in which Allah ta'ala gives you the most provision? You eat and drink more in that month than any other month in the entire year. Ghazali rahimahullah tabarak wa ta'ala, he chastised people who eat more in Ramadan than people who eat outside of Ramadan. He said if the point is to, to train the nafs to, to, to uh, do with less and to constrict the, 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 the entry points of shaitan into the body. 
said, what's the point if you're just going to eat more? In a shorter amount of time, you're like coiling up the nafs like a spring so that it can strike even harder. He said, this is, this is counterproductive. From our mashayikh in the Indian subcontinent, Mawlana Ashraf Ali Tanuwi rahimahullah tabarak wa ta'ala, he was a great mujaddid and a great scholar of the, uh, of the, of the uh, uh, 1800s. He writes as a comment, right? And this is something the ulama, their differences of opinion are not fights. They just comment things, they say, this makes sense to me, this doesn't make sense, they speculate about it. And sometimes when the two ulama disagree, you learn something from each of their points of view. So Tanuwi rahimahullah ta'ala wrote what? He said, he said, this is strange how Imam Ghazali wrote this. I understand what he's trying to say. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his hadith, hadith narrated by Salman al-Farsi radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he himself says, huwa shahrul muwasa wa shahrun yuzadu fihi rizqul mu'min. That it's a month of generosity. And it's a month in which the risk, the provision of the believer is increased. So if Allah ta'ala wrote that you're going to eat more in this month, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to, Allah ta'ala wrote that you're going to have a good dinner tonight. What are you going to do about it? Allah Ta'ala wrote that you're going to be mashallah, satiated, even though the entire year you have nothing. You'll be satiated, you'll eat in the masjid, you won't pay a cent for the entire Ramadan sometimes. You should give back by the way, you shouldn't do that. But you can do that. People have had to do that at times in their life. You'll give everything, people, strangers will show up and give you the best of, what are you going to do? You're going to say, Ya Allah, I'm not accepting this because I'm fasting? What's the reason you're fasting? You're fasting because you want to go to Jannah. Allah Ta'ala will give you everything over there. If He gave you something over here, what are you going to do? You're going to say, no, I don't want it? This is what the month in which the help of Allah Ta'ala comes in such a way that there's no ambiguity whatsoever, that it isn't material things that gets things done. It isn't material things that makes things happen in your life. The things you need, they're not given to you because of material things. All of it comes from a different realm. It comes from a higher realm. It comes through the spiritual, uh, the spiritual realm, not through the realm of physical things. The realm of physical things is subservient to the spiritual realm. If someone's brain is wired very well, if the spiritual realm, it's tuned in in the spiritual realm with the good station, that brain will do good things. It will make an engine that's more efficient and, and cut down on greenhouse gas emissions. It will find a way to pay for uh, the masjid without wastage and get the same project that another person would take a million dollars to do and get it done in $400,000. It will find solutions. It will connect people. Someone needs a job. Somebody needs an employee. It will connect people. It will do all of these things. That same brain, if it's tuned in spiritually to a bad station, that same brain will make nuclear weapons. That same brain will cheat and scheme, uh, lie, lie to people. That same brain will cause fights between people. That same brain will be used to do what? It will be used to cause facade in the earth. It will cause mischief in the earth. Things, this physical world is subservient to the spiritual world. And Ramadan is a, a, a beautiful example of how it's true. It's stark. It's an empirical evidence in the face of every Muslim. Not just through what happened in history, through what happens in your life and through what happens in my life. So let me share a, a few uh, 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 beneficial, beneficial advices, both with myself and with you that come from what? Not from Hamza, but from the tradition of Nubu'a, from prophecy, that come from the higher realm. Malik rahimullah ta'ala said one of the khas, one of the special, one of the special uh, tafasir of an ayah of the Qur'an that undoubtedly almost all of you, if not all of you know, and all of you here in the Salat, and Salat al-Jumu'ah on most weeks. Allah Ta'ala said what? قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ Indeed, that person who purifies, that person has been successful. And then the one who takes the name of his Lord and he prays. 
The one who mentions and recites, remembers the name of his Lord, and then he prays, he, pray, he praises Salat. Malik rahimullah ta'ala said that one of the special, because the ayat of the Qur'an have several meanings at the same time. Some of which you'll know now, some of which you'll know by deep study, some of which you'll know by meeting the ulama, some of which you'll understand at the time of death, this is what this means. That's what it means. Some of which you'll understand, the tafsir which you'll understand when you're in your grave, you cannot understand it in this world. Some of which you'll understand in what? The day of judgment while you're being judged. Some of which the people who are burning in the hellfire will understand this is what this means. The people who are in Jannah will understand the meanings of those ayat. And more and more meaning will unfold depending on what their maqam is with Allah Ta'ala. And the vast majority of which no one will ever understand. Because it is the uncreated and eternal word of Allah Ta'ala. Something that just like Allah Ta'ala, the creation cannot fully understand it. وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنْ عِلْمِهِ إِلَّا بِمَا شَاءَ They will not encompass any part of his knowledge, Jalla wa'ala, except for the small piece that he allows you to understand. So one of the many meanings is what? قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ تَزَكَّى the one who gives the zakat of fitr wa dhakara asma rabbihi yani takbir yawm al-eid allahu akbar allahu akbar la ilaha illallah to mention the name of the lord is what the takbir on the day of eid that you give the zakat of fitr and then on your way to the the place that the eid prayer is prayed say so why is he talking about eid half of ramadan is there brothers and sisters you're not going to tell people how to do their eid on the day of eid by then it's too late you have to prepare for these things everything spiritually and physically if you want it you have to prepare for it the person has been successful, who? The one who gives their zakat al-fitr, and then says the takbir on the day of the Eid, وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ فَصَلَّى And then right after that, they pray the Eid prayer. And they pray the Eid prayer. What does this mean? There's a hadith narrated by Tabarani, a hadith Qudsi that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says on the day of Eid. He gathers all of his angels, he gathers all of his angels, and he says, oh my angels, what, what should be the consequence of a worker doing the job that he's given? The angels will say, Oh, our Lord, the consequence is that he should be paid his wages. They say, Oh, my angels, I, I, I invoke your witness in this occasion that my slaves, my slave men and slave women, they completed the obligation I put on them. They said their prayers, they did their fasts in Ramadan. Now they wake up early in the morning and they praise me and they choke the streets calling on me. I swear an oath by my by my izzah, by my majesty, and my jalal, my, by my izzah, my dignity, and by my jalal, by my majesty, and by my uh, 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 ulu, my loftiness, wartifa'i makani, and the position I occupy over all other things. I swear an oath by all of these things that I have accepted from them. And I've forgiven them their sins. And every sin that they ever committed, every sin that they ever committed on this day, they will receive reward for even their sins. So the people will leave from that, that gathering. They'll leave from that gathering. Imagine the sins that a person weeps about in the night. Yom Al-Qiyamah, you show up face to face with it and Allah will reward you. Commensurate with how horrible the sin is, that's how much reward you'll get. The people leave from that place, all of them forgiven. All of them forgiven. This is a type of forgiveness, just like Allah is unlike His creation. It's a forgiveness unlike the forgiveness of the creation. If you and I were to do it, we couldn't make it. We would, if someone stole from us and we gave them more money, we'd go bankrupt. This is only Allah Ta'ala can do this. Who's the one who receives that? Who's the one who receives that? He's the one who fasts. He's the one who prays at night. He's the one who hustles to taraweeh even though it's late. He's the one who doesn't look at haram things and listen to haram things. Even though watching TV will make your fast go by just like that. 
He's the one who grabs the mushaf even though it will make the fast last forever. He's the one who goes and volunteers at the masjid even though he's tired. He's the one who will feed people after the, the uh, adhan comes in, even though he's hungry or she's hungry. That's the person who will get all of this. Rasulullah made the zakat of fitr. It's a hadith narrated by Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas That Rasulullah made the zakat of fitr as an obligation. It's not a small matter. As an obligation. The inward reason for which is what? As a purification for the one who fasted. Because nobody, إِلَّا مَنْ رَحِمَ رَبُّهُ Nobody fasted completely the way they were supposed to, that their eyes didn't see the haram and their ears didn't hear the haram and their heart didn't think about the haram. If you can do that fast for just 60 seconds, you're a wali of Allah, you should make dua for me. You should make dua for the ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad wasallam. We need your duas. Rasulullah wasallam made this, legislated this zakat al-fitr for what? As a purification for the faster, min al-lahwi wa rafath. From idleness, not being focused on Allah Ta'ala, and from indecency. All of those things, you pay your whatever, $10, $13, $7, whatever it is in the box, and Allah Ta'ala will, the deeds go to him clean. مَنْ أَدَّاهَا قَبْلَ الصَّلَاةِ مَنْ أَدَّاهَا قَبْلَ الصَّلَاةِ فَهِيَ الزَّكَاةُ الْمَقْبُولَةِ The one who gives it before the salat starts, for that person it is an accepted zakat. The one who gives it after the salat of Eid, for that person it's just like a regular $7 of sadaqah. This deal is off, this deal has expired by then. It's a pretty good deal. Abu Hanifa rahimahullah ta'ala said that the person who has a nisab should, you know, whose zakat is obligatory on, they should, they have to pay it. Malik rahimahullah ta'ala says, no, even if you, this is such a good deal, even if you what, even if you only have $10 in your pocket, you give it and then you're also eligible to receive it on the other, on the way out. You still give it. Why? Because there's benefit in it that's more than just the dollars and cents involved. He said, Rahimullah Ta'ala, if you have nothing, you're broke, but you can borrow the 10 bucks from someone and reasonably expect to pay them back before next year comes, borrow the money and give it. Why? Because this is a deal you're not going to get again. So you did what? You fasted, you prayed, i'tikaf, tahajjud, taraweeh, everything. Make sure everything you eat is the atiyab, the most purest of halal, everything you did it, and you gave your zakat al-fitr in order to clean up whatever shortcoming you had. When the moon is sighted for, for Shawwal, or when the 30th day of Ramadan expires, what is this? Party time, right? Shaitan, how you been, man? Oh, I, you know, I was tied up. Long time no see, I was tied up. But, you know, let's, let's go out and enjoy ourselves. The TV comes on again, all this stuff. No. What's the sunnah of Rasulullah I'm surprised actually, when I learned the hukam myself, I was surprised, I never heard this before. Very few people in America for some reason have heard this before. It's a sunnah on the night before Eid that you should spend it in, 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 in what? In worship. It's a hadith of the Prophet Man ahya the person who gives life with worship to the nights before the two Eids, Allah Ta'ala will give a, a, a guarantee of peace and safety to that person's heart on the day of judgment, the day that the hearts will die of fright. It's a sunnah, I never knew this. I actually did i'tikaf for 10 days when I was in college. I, nobody, nobody in the masjid knew it or said it. It's a sunnah for the 10 days i'tikaf, that even though technically the i'tikaf is over once the moon is sighted, or once the... Uh, once the uh, 30th uh, expires, the Maghrib of the 30th of Ramadan, it's a sunnah not to leave the, the mu'takaf, the place of i'tikaf, the masjid, until you've prayed the Eid prayer. You leave from there, you don't go home and get fancied up. You go straight from the place of i'tikaf to the place of the Eid. Why? 
Because you do all of the stuff during your, your Ramadan, you do the work. When is the paycheck? The hadith, you heard the hadith. When do you get the paycheck? You get the paycheck when you show up on the, on the, on the day of Eid. And the imam does all the takbir, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. That day, brothers and sisters, you have to visualize. Don't mess it up in the middle. Don't mess it up in the middle. The good, the umuru bil khawatim. All things are judged according to their ends. Don't mess it up in the middle. That day show up with expectation from Allah Ta'ala, calling His name early in the morning. In your car, in the van with the kids, show up, not having messed it up, but praying the, the whole night that Allah Ta'ala accepts from you. And when the imam is doing his takbirs, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, then feel what? That the tawajjuh of Allah Ta'ala's acceptance is coming down on you. The tawajjuh of Allah Ta'ala's, the focus of His mercy is coming down on you. Your sins are being cleansed and forgiven, rather they're being transformed into good deeds. قَدْ جَاءَتْكُمْ مَوْعِذَةٌ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ وَشِفَاءٌ لِمَا فِي الصُّدُورِ وَهُدًا وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ قُلْ بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَبِرَحْمَتِهِ فَبِذَلِكَ فَلْيَفْرَحُوا هُوَ خَيْرٌ مِمَّا يَجْمَعُونَ Indeed, there has come to you a righteous exhortation in this book, in this Qur'an. There has come to you a righteous exhortation from your Lord and a, 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 a guidance from Him and a mercy, a, a mercy from Him and a cure for all the sicknesses that are inside the heart. In fact, all the sicknesses that are inside of a person. Say, because of the mercy of Allah, because of the grace of Allah Ta'ala and because of His mercy. What is grace? What is fadl? Fadl is that gift that Allah gave that you and I did nothing to earn. And it's that gift that you and I got from Allah Ta'ala that we can never repay. Say, because of the grace of, uh, of Allah and because of His mercy, let them rejoice about that. It's better than all the material things people spend their entire lives trying to accumulate and gather. The Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. That moment when the fadl of Allah Ta'ala descends on the jama'ah, on the gathering of people. That moment, that mubarak moment. That moment is the, the moment the fadl comes down, feel it. That moment will be Eid Mubarak for you. Whether someone gave you a gift or no gift. Whether somebody, whether you have nice and fancy clothes or you don't. Whether someone invited you to their Eid party afterward or they didn't. Whether you have, uh, uh, you know, in, some enjoyable things to do that day or you have to go straight to work after. Don't go to work for God's sakes. I mean, if you're like a doctor and like someone needs surgery and they'll die without it, then maybe. But like, don't, don't, don't go to work. But even if you have to, say, I'm sorry, Sheikh, I didn't plan for it and I'm stuck and blah, blah, blah. Whatever the situation is. If you make that moment, if that moment, you achieve it, you reach it, you make a drak of it, you can touch it. Your, your own deeds and ill planning doesn't, become a barrier between in that, you and that moment, then true the Eid is Mubarak. Allah Ta'ala make a Mubarak Ramadan for every single one of us. And Allah, Allah Ta'ala make a Mubarak Eid for every single one of us. Wa sallallahu ta'ala wa rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum nisa'ilil muslimina fastaghfiruhu innahu huwal ghafurur rahim.